Hello there and welcome to the last ever Great Scott Cinema Club what? of twenty of twenty twenty one. Thank God for that. <laughs> it's and been it's, so long, I believed it. <laughs> it's been it's been a long time, I um, but it's me, Crystal, here with Keezy as usual. Um, we're going to have a a wee review of the year in this episode, I think. Aye. Hopefully there'll be a few laughs along the way. So, um, Keezy, what have you been up to since the last time we seen you or we spoke to you? Since the last episode? Uh... Well, you've had three birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was on holiday, aye. That, that, even that was a while back, so. Aye. Nothing so much apart from that. Where did you go? Uh, LA, Vegas and Seattle. The Omicron Triangle. Well done, you. <laughs> well done, you, Keezy. <laughs> uh, and obviously, since the last time that we were here, um, we've both watched an absolute plethora of movies. Aye. I managed to see the Sopranos movie. Um, we'll talk about that Aye. for a wee minute later on. Um, also, what else? We we went to cinema together as well, didn't we, mate? Aye. Brilliant. Any cinema together, and we probably couldn't have picked a better movie for it. But again, we'll talk about that later on in the show. Uh, we've, there's been loads of trailers that we need to talk about, um, and we're going to go over our top fives and our bottom threes of the year. Let's get down to business. Right, okay. So, Keezy, we'll, have, we'll go through a wee review. Um, what was, what's the first film you want to talk about? We'll start with the big gun. We go for the big one, the daddy, Aye. the daddy of them all. Now we Aye. went to the, we went to the cinema. Me, you, and Kian went to the cinema to see this. Uh, it's, a, it's nearly a fortnight ago, isn't it? God does. Aye. Uh, we went the second night, and we the last three seats in the cinema. We I managed to book, and I thought to myself, "Oh, these seats are terrible." And we were one <laughs> one one row for the front, weren't we? But. Aye. Turned out it's the greatest seats of them all. <laughs> Felt like it was in the movie. I know, it was brilliant. <laughs> it was brilliant. And obviously we're talking about uh, Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home. We're, we're going to try and steer query spoilers as much as possible, but there might be a couple that sneak in. So if you've not seen it and you don't want it to get spoiled, maybe fast forward this bit of the show. What I can do is find out the exact minute for them to fast forward to. Depending on what we say, right enough, I'll just record the wee robotic fast forward to eight minutes, four seconds. <laughs> right, okay. You need to do it in that voice. <laughs> I don't know why I did that voice, but I have that. <laughs> um, so, getting back to the, the film itself, I've been to cinema a couple of times since since COVID hit, but this felt like, a, this felt like a cinematic experience, this one. This Aye. Was, the, the place was packed out. There was loads of kids absolutely buzzing. Uh, we had all our, all our drinks and everything sitting there getting ready for the movie starting. And for the, right. start, for the start of the film, right all the way through to the very end, it's non-stop. It's an absolutely tremendous film. It's brilliant. Right. I, would, I would probably say it's definitely on a par with Endgame for the, for the, best, the best Marvel movie so far, I think. Aye, 
Well, I was going overboard at the time, calling it all sorts. That's <laughs> 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 what I'm saying. Look, my dad's favourite question <laughs> uh, after any film I watch, I finally said, aye, aye, it is. That's it. And <laughs> in case you haven't heard, Keezy's die anytime he goes to the cinema. When he comes back home, his dad says, How was the cinema, son? And he says, Oh, it was great. And he says, Was it as good as a Shawshank? So <laughs> this time he's finally, so finally. Been, finally been able to say, you know what, Super Al, it's better than the Shawshank. But it was great. Like the best part of the movie for me was probably when everything goes to shit and Spider Man tries right. decides that he's uh, he's going to go and sort out himself. And he, he's not listening to Doctor Strange, and then they two kind of have like a bit of. A, it's not a fight, it's more a Doctor Strange trying to stop Spider-Man from ending the earth kind of thing, or sort of along the lines, but <laughs> that, that whole sequence, I'm, you know I'm not a great fan of uh, CGI fight scenes like Transformers and Superman and all that, it tends to just be a complete blur, but this was incredible, it, it really was, it was brilliant, it was Actually, I think I actually turned around to you at that point. I went like, "This is this is unbelievable." This that full scene, that full scene is incredible. And uh, it's like in the multiverse kind of thing. It's brilliant, man. There's it, you don't know if ups up or downs down or left right or whatever. And you kind of get immersed in it. And I think because we were so close to the screen as well, you can, <laughs> your, your eyes are all over the place, man. It was it was <laughs> tremendous. It really was. But like I say, this did feel like a an experience, a, a cinematic experience, and uh, I would probably say the last time that I, I felt that way was uh, Endgame, probably. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you, I it, it felt like, if that was your first ever trip to the cinema, you'd be like, holy mother of God, <laughs> Aye. this is amazing. It, it felt like, it was, it felt like a moment, didn't it? Mm-hmm, it really did, and you know, um, they tied up a lot, it, of, a lot of loose ends as well throughout the movie, and they also come up with a tremendous way to get more Spider-Man movies out of Tom Holland. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm all for. Long long may continue. I think a few, for some, he's had a few critics. I think he's amazing as Spider-Man. So they are. I don't think he's he's a a particularly good actor out with. <laughs> to be oh, honest with you, uh, maybe not. You know, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, like, we'll we'll touch on one of his upcoming films uh, later on, later on in the show, not. but uh, it it doesn't inspire he's confidence. No, he's perfect for Spider Man, and really this one he's given meteor stuff to get his teeth into, and I aye. thought he was absolutely tremendous in it. I so did that. Was, and it, do you know what? I it thought wasn't, he was amazing. There wasn't there wasn't a bad performance in that movie. No. Honestly, even no. in, you know, again, uh, we'll, we'll have a wee spoiler coming up just now, right? So, Okay, so this is your official warning and spoiler alert. If you want to avoid any spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home, oh, I forgot to do the voice, please fast forward to 13 minutes and 20 seconds. Cheers. I know you weren't a great fan of Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Um, no, I wasn't. He, he hurt every note in this one. I thought, Mate, I, that's the first thing I did when it finished. I held my hands up. I was like, I know I've been critical of him in the past, but he was absolutely brilliant in this. Aye, and it's so uh, self-deprecating. It's <laughs> so self-deprecating. He's like, oh, uh, I only got to fight a lizard and an electric man. You're so much cooler <laughs> than me and all that. <laughs> 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 Just totally... 
totally ripped <laughs> into, into uh, that Spider-Man franchise that he brought out, but it was, <laughs> I, I thought everything that him and Tobey Maguire bounced off each other really, really brilliantly. Aye. Um, and they kind of had their own wee movie, like, they two kind of had their own wee. Um, I, I genuinely thought that if they were going to turn up, it was going to be turn up, wave, have a couple of lines, get the moment and then bugger off, but they were, they were, they, they were in this film, they were a huge Definitely. part of yeah. that film wouldn't mm. have been anywhere near as good if he wasn't in it and that's a, that that's a huge game. compliment man that's a huge compliment to the guy I, w- I was worried with Toby Maguire at the start I thought he was a bit as if he was relearning how to act <laughs> at, at the very start but then when he got going and he's groove again he was brilliant I was but in the <laughs> mind when he's when he's coming into this the movie for the first time, his character's just entered into a new multiverse. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? He's, he's probably doing yeah, the best acting he's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, again, like, oh, what do you call the guy that played Sandman again? Um, uh, Thomas Aiden Church. Thomas Aiden Church. I thought he was excellent. I, I, I did. Aye. I thought, he, what do you call his face? Uh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe was <laughs> tremendous. I think he's been rehearsing that for 20 years. No, he's like, I, I, you know what? I know it's going to happen somewhere down the line. He's, he, said, I, he said, I talked with Stan Lee. He's like, Stan, you ever, ever thought about the multiverse? <laughs> and they're like, multiverse, you say? <laughs> all, all the while Defoe's just sitting back not taking any acting jobs going I know the big one's coming in at some point lads <laughs> they never missed a beat any nuts, no, and do you know what they've done they, they, they righted all the wrongs as well see all the wrongs of all the other Spider-Man movies aye they righted them and again you'll know, you know, you know what I mean when you watch it but it's uh, I, I loved it every minute it was excellent it, it didn't drag for one second it was, it was no. balls to the wall the whole time as well. And Zendaya and uh, the the wee guy that plays his best pal, aye, they two were fantastic in it as well. So Zendaya's had the critics in it as well, but uh, the last couple. But again, she was given more to do in this one, and she was brilliant. Aye, this is they've got it right because you want the good guy. Let's see, for example, Venom. Venom's a cool villain. So he's always, Venom's always going to have his fans, but see the villains in these movies, you don't want them to win. Do you know what I mean? No. Like they've, they've done it the right way. Like I always, always kind of hope Joker beats Batman a wee bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and do you understand what I'm saying? But like, the, aye, yeah, definitely, aye, aye. And, but they get they get the villains perfectly, absolutely spot on in this in this movie as well. And they all play to their own their own chords, you know, like they've all they all have came from a different planet, a like multiverse kind of aye. thing. See when you're saying all these actors could have just phoned it in. Could have aye. just uh, they gave their lot. They they bought into this. They're like, no, we're we're fucking doing this right. I totally and Doctor Octopus was fucking magic. Tremendous. <laughs> Honestly, and there's there's times where like when we were in the cinema, um, when Tobey Maguire turned up and when Andrew Garfield turned up and when uh, like when Alfred Molina came on, like you was audible, yeah. there was audible like, in the cinema. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, your beauty. <laughs> no, it, was, yeah, it was, it was great. It, it really was. It was great. And 
like you say, the fact it's your first time going to a cinema, you, you're thinking it's a participation sport, you know what I mean? <laughs> I loved it, man. I, just, but, uh, but I loved every minute of being there. It's one of my favourite ever times going to the cinema. It's just delivered everything that a Spider-Man fan wants. Aye. I'm, ho- I'm, I'm thinking that everybody that wants to see it, hopefully it must have seen it by now. And I will put in that spoiler alert because I, don't, I want people to go in the same way I did. You're thinking in the back of your mind that certain things could happen, but I was Aye. lying to myself, nah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Aye, so when it did happen, like, I was like, like, oh, you fucking beauty. Let, let MJ prepare yourself for disappointment and you'll never be, you'll never be disappointed. Aye, that's that. <laughs> what a film. Aye, with great power comes great responsibility. And, Oof. and, uh, if you prepare yourself for disappointment, you'll never be disappointed. Two of the greatest pieces of advice of all time delivered in a fucking comic <laughs> book movie. <laughs> I'm, it's getting the full five. Aye. The easiest five ever. Right, so what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about uh, the, surpri- uh, the Mini Saints of New York just for a wee minute. Um, because I've got uh, Martin Hagney, who's actually on the same show as me, and Martin listens to the show. Uh, I've not had time to get in contact with you just now, Martin, but we'll do a full review. Martin wants to come on and talk about it as well. Aye. So we'll do a full review uh, once Martin's available, once we're able to get uh, align the, the times. Well, <laughs> well, right. When he does that, then he can come on, we can do that, and he can he can play yeah. one of these at the quiz. Uh, Aye, the actor quiz movie battle. Right, okay, Aye. so uh, basically, um, I'm going to let you into the secret that I, I don't know yet whether I liked The Many Saints in New York or whether I didn't like it. I'm going to need to watch it again. So what I'll do is I'll watch it again before Martin comes on and, and then then you'll get the full review. But a few nods, I thought a lot of the, a lot of the actors were tremendous in their roles um, and... There's there's a few pros and a few cons, so we'll come to that once we once we do the full review. Um, what else have we seen then, Keezy? Well, I, I don't know if you had the chance to see it. Was that Don't Look Up? Do you know what? I watched half it the other night and I fell asleep. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I will get back to it at some point, but it's a, <laughs> it's a bit mental what I um, Right, so... You know what it reminded me? What? Remember when me and you were standing outside Owens one night? Aye. And this big fucking rocket ship ping flew by. That's <laughs> right. Whatever the hell it was. And me and, and you were like, holy shit. I think it was, a, it turned out to be a comet, didn't it? But Aye, it was, it was so a close that You could see it for ages. And we were yep. like, what the f-? And we're the only two people that even looked up. I know. <laughs> fuck, it was in fire. Like, this oh, guy right. was in fire. And uh-huh. remember, I turned around and I was like, oh, what the fuck is that? And Alassie delivered the line that will go with me to my grave. Oh, it's probably just a comma or something. <laughs> <laughs> As, because uh-huh. it's an everyday occurrence in Coatbridge. <laughs> 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 oh, f- <laughs> Uh, aye, but you're right, mate. That's that is what it that's what it reminded me. But um, I think that obviously, I, what the two main characters, DiCaprio and uh, Jennifer Lawrence, they're such pol- they're such polar opposites. 
the two characters. It's yeah. I, I really enjoyed it uh, up to the point that I, that I fell asleep right enough, but that wasn't down to me being bored of the movie. That was me down to me being up for about fucking 48 hours straight. So, um, but I, I, um, what I watched it, I, I enjoyed and I thought Meryl Streep was outstanding. Aye. She was great. Did you get as far as Kate Blanchett as the newsreader? No, I never got that far. I got to... They've just they had just agreed um they had got their own their own scientists on it and all that and they had sent them out on a sent Leonardo DiCaprio out on a TV on like a going round all the talk shows and all that and explaining what ah, yeah, the talk show the, the Bondy on the talk show I can't remember it mate Good morning one I, I think that's probably at the point where I fell asleep so all oh, right, right oh in fact is that is, is she the one that's trying to batter into DiCaprio. Aye, aye, that's is Kate that, Blanchett. Is that Kate Blanchett? <laughs> Jesus God Almighty. <laughs> that's what I was thinking at all. I was like, hell, she's scrubbed up a bit, you know? <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. Fuck <laughs> And Ariana Grande's in it as well. And she, she delivers one of the best lines in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant! Uh, I'm not. I'm not spoiling it for you, but I was pissing myself at that one, man. Um, I but Aye. you've obviously seen the whole lot, um, so it's probably best for you to get a wee overview of what it's about. Aye, that's it. It's basically Jennifer Lawrence discovers a comet, and then a college professor, or whatever DiCaprio, does the mass and realizes that it's going to collide with Earth. And that's quite a good scene, that as well. Aye. When he when he's doing the maths, because yeah, could you aye. could you imagine yourself being in that situation where you're doing the maths and you you are the person that discovers that the Earth is going to is going to be obliterated? <laughs> aye, the, the pressure that, that that person would have felt. Oh my uh, god! Aye. <laughs> that was aye, I was about to say, was this a true story? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be far away from what this world would be like. Aye, I know. If you look at some of the reactions to like COVID and all that. Like, I know, mate. It's, I, I, really, I bought it. Yeah, I think a, lot, a, lot, a few people have spoken they didn't like it, but I, I really liked it for the start. and I enjoyed it all the way through. It's a bit mental and a bit daft, but I, 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 I really I, I liked it. I thought the acting in it, no, that was great. The, see, the thing is, Jonah Hill is starting to play the same character in everything that he's in now. I know. And, and do you know what? That guy's got so much more range. It, it's, oh, aye. It's, aye. A, it's quite sad to see that the roles he's decided to take, it looks to me as if he's taking it for the money. Aye. He's obviously meant to be like a kind of comedic side character but I, he just annoyed me do you fair, know what I mean enough, he, he just annoyed me but I did like I said I thought Meryl Streep Meryl Streep plays the president who's been vo- who's been voted in because she was like a was she a reality TV star or something like that I, I, she's basically the female Donald Trump aye really but I yeah on you go sorry Keys I've interrupted you mate, but I know yeah. that's basically it I am um, it was made by the same guy that made The Big Shot, and I know you hated that film, and I loved it. Mm. This is nowhere near as good as it, what I thought of that, but I still really enjoyed it. It's definitely worth a watch. 
I well, I'm going back. I will go back to it and watch it. But uh, so what I see now, I'm I'm going to get three out of five. Aye, I can't, I'll give it the same. Three out of five. Three Aye. out of five. So um, that moves us on. Then what else? So I've got one more. Sorry, what have you got? Swan song. Swan song. Right, I've never even heard that button on. Right. Okay. So this is on. This is on the new one. It's on Apple. And it's uh, called Swan Song, and it stars Maharshala Ali. Oh, sorry right. for the pronunciation. Uh, and uh, Naomi Harris. It's set in the future. He discovers he's got terminal cancer, and there's this facility run by Glenn Close oh. that it copies you, so it clones you, right. and that clone takes your place. And you live the rest of your life out in the mountainside, and that guy goes in and takes your place. The clone memory gets wiped, so he doesn't know, and none of the family would ever know. Nobody, the only person in the world that knows that it's not him, is is him, who's on the mountainside. And the reason why he would do that is so the guy goes in, takes the place of him, and so the family, and he's he's because uh, she's expecting his as well his wife and her wee boy just continue as normal. And it doesn't disrupt their lives. So it's the most unselfish thing you could ever do. But it's a it's a mind fuck, to be honest, all the things that goes on and all the questions it this poses. Is, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like an episode of Black Mirror. Aye, that's perfect. That is a perfect description. It was, it's like a premium episode of Black Mirror with like Oscar winners. Aye, aye, that. Because he's absolutely sensational in this, and obviously Glenn Close is. Uh, I cannot believe that guy's going to be playing Blade. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what you say, he's one of the best actors going there now. He really right. is. Anything I've ever seen him in, he's been incredible, and he's he's lending his name and his gravitas to the Marvel Cinematic right. Universe. It's crazy when you think it. <laughs> And he's, I think he's he's like humble and but overwhelmed to to get that role as well. I mean, see the thing is, for him to take that, this must be some film. When I think he played, I think he Wesley Snipes. So Aye. you know, he's going to have to he's going to have to put in a hellier performance. I Aye. genuinely believe that Mahashara <laughs> Mahashara <laughs> Ali <laughs> will be will be better than Wesley Snipes. But I don't Definitely. know. I don't know if he'll be as accepted. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I think it's going to take a hell of a movie. It really will. It really will. Uh, but, if they uh, can pull it off, it's him. But aye. Uh, and, if, and if you you want to see him acting his socks off again, then Swan Song would, would be a film. But it, it's is that it's so interesting. It's it's got a bit of that in it. Aye, aye, aye. There is a bit of that. Aye. It's a thinker, but I was thinking about it for days after that. Aye, would I do that? When I'm out and somebody's took my place. I mean, <laughs> I mean they wouldn't have anything to do, but <laughs> there'd be absolutely no difference with me sitting them out in my fucking room. <laughs> At least so when you're sitting, yeah, Keezy, if you're sitting in a mountain, you're sitting in a mountain. <laughs> do you know what I mean? 
<laughs> would you rather be sitting looking at your four walls or would you rather be sitting on a mountain? I'd go through, aye. <laughs> You'd be the first one in the queue if I sat out. Aye, I want to do that cloning. How is it? I've got the, uh, I've got the call. It's up with you. I got a scale. <laughs> I love the way the doctors went How are you son? Amazing So what are you getting out of your five? Three and a half Three and a half So that's a recommendation That's better than average Right so, so that's the end of the, of the review section of your show I think it uh, Keezy you'll agree it's been, a, it's been a pretty decent year For movies Aye But what we're going to talk about is our worst movies of 2021. <laughs> because why the hell would we want to be positive about anything in this day and age, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's true enough. Right, so Casey, um, um, I've, I've thought long and hard about this. Or I took a couple of minutes before we started recording and flung, <laughs> a, flung a wee last together. But regardless, um, I've got my list here. Uh, and I want to talk about my number three worst movie of 2021. And um, right. I've not spoke about it on the show yet, but I watched it while while we were on hiatus there for a while. And it's Halloween Kills. Right, okay. What a dreadful film. <laughs> Honestly. Honest to God. You know what? I really liked the last one. thought it was great. This one was... It was terrible. Um, the, first of all, false advertising. There was a few bits that were in the trailer that weren't even in the body film. Oh, right? And you know that that's a Mark Shannon movie. You know that straight away. Um, but uh, performances, the last year that plays uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter who played the mum in Jurassic World. She's in it. She gives a good performance. Right, but the, rest are, the rest are crap. It's just... I, I think it's a, this one's a cash grab. I really do. All they've done is fill in the time between Michael uh, Michael Myers escaping for the house. It's the same night. All, oh, three, the, all, these, all three of these movies are set up over the same night. Um, and it's just... They've just strung it out so that they can make more money off it. So, um, for, for, this reason, for, for this reason alone, and... The fact that they could have done so much more with it, that goes in at number three on my worst list of 2021. So what's in it, what's in it number three for you, Keezy? Uh, number three for me is one I reviewed the last time. Um, but when I reviewed it, one of my mates, Kieran, always listened to the show, hadn't listened to that episode. Mm-hmm. And he phoned my mate Andy and says, oh, I've got a great film for you. It's called The Guilty. <laughs> and Andy's like, what? I've just heard. Can Keezy slaughter that then for 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, Kieran, can he agree on anything? He's the, the guy, the castaway guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he loved the guilty. Hey, well, I'll, be, I'll be watching the guilty then. Is <laughs> <laughs> that one with Jim Dillon in the, in the, the call oh, centre? All oh, right, well, All no, right. You, you, you know, so the only thing that would get me to watch that is the, the Bill Burbert. 
Aye, the 30 seconds of Bill Burr. But like you said, Keezy, I think I touched on it in the last time you were talking about it. Bill Burr hasn't mentioned this movie. (laughs) I watch, I I listen to his podcast every week, twice a week, Monday and Thursday. He does a podcast and he's never once mentioned this film. So, (laughs) aye. Nah, it definitely deserves its place at number three. uh, Absolute garbage. Garbage, mate. Right, well, we'll move on then to number two on my list. And I don't know. I don't know. It's in there because, purely because I was pumped up to watch it and I can't remember a thing about it. It's the Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh, no. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry, mate. But I'll tell you, it was was touch and go, whether it was going at number two or number one. Oh nah, my I'm god. Nah, I'm only kidding. Number one's <laughs> out there. Number one's away down the road on its own. <laughs> but uh, the Mitchell's Versa Machines, just completely uh, unmemorable for me. Didn't enjoy it. Ah, crap. It nearly made my top five. Well, just get edged out. Maybe my number one will make your top five. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. Because I know it's going to be your number one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so number two for me sounds like if it was made in like the late nineties, early two thousands, you'd you'd be like, oh, I'm all in on this film. It's called Apex, <laughs> and it's five or six rich guys. It's set in the future, and their hobby is hunting humans. Oh, we've seen this a hundred times. You've not even described it, and it's just a. a- Battle Royale, uh, uh, Hunger Games, one of exactly. them. Ah, know how the know how the guy that was in he was in Walking Tall. He's the bad. He's the baddie in the, the albino guy. <laughs> Patrick McDonough. Aye, Neil, Mc, Neil, Neil McDonough. Neil McDonough. Neil McDonough. Aye, so he's like the head hunter guy, and he's there's like five of them that are, are competing against him to see who can get this. He's getting bored with all it, so he wants like the ultimate kill. So that so they've broke this guy out of prison who's the ultimate prize, and it's Bruce Willis, right? So yeah, all right. If it was set like a year ago, you'd be like, ah, right, this is brilliant, man. Bruce Willis is going to pick every one of them off one at a time, and I'm going to enjoy every minute yet. So what are you going to say? <laughs> bring, bring. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, mate, I, the more I see Bruce Willis and these pieces of crap the more I hate him man that guy is a con artist um, is he, oh. <laughs> right this film he doesn't do anything in it I thought he was going to be picking them off but what happens is that they start bickering with each other and he's just in the background watching it is they kill each other right? so the like oh he's the ultimate guy you'll never get him and there's a scene right the two of them are talking to each other on a field and Bruce Willis is hiding behind a, a tree with like three branches on it he's about five foot away from him because he can he can hear what they're saying because he's standing there shaking his head and disgust at them but they can't see him Chris he's wearing a bright red jacket that you could see for the fucking moon <laughs> <laughs> it looks like fucking Tiger Woods <laughs> the last day they open this bright red thing and the can of oh, like this is the worst film I've ever seen. Oh man, this is this is rid- and he's just he's just like leaning against trees constantly out of breath. 
it was like it reminded me of me on my first day at the house after lockdown when I went for a walk, <laughs> just constantly a breath, just an old man fucked. So this is awful, man. <laughs> oh no! Why do you feel why do you feel all that money for Bruce Willis? Exactly. You see, if he's not in the film, it would it'd have been more watchable. It would still have been a pile of shit, but. <laughs> 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 it's funny it verges on so bad that it's good but it doesn't quite get there it's just oh, absolutely well, another, <laughs> f- another film that verges on so bad it's good but doesn't quite get there but takes it to the nth degree is the number one in my list now, <laughs> this movie should have changed its name to Downward Spiral that's <laughs> That's exactly what the Saw movies have went on now because of this absolute pile of fucking garbage. Sorry for swearing. (laughs) I apologise, but this film got me angry. It was that bad. See, when it finished, I was like that to myself. Why have I just sat there and watched the whole lot of that? Oh, my God. It was so... You watched it as well, didn't you? I fast-forwarded it, but... So you did, that's right. <laughs> Fast forwarded it to see who the baddie was when all you had to do was see the first scene with the baddie in it to know that he was a baddie. <laughs> Easily, by a distance, one of the worst reboots of a franchise I have ever seen in my Aye. entire life. That's so, dreadful. The worst movie of 2021 for me was Spiral, The Book of Saw. Aye, I can't disagree with that. But you're going Because my, no, my number one's when I get serious and I get personal. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, my number one. And I'm going to, there's a, a spoiler alert here because I'm going to be talking a lot about this film and seeing everything that happens in it. It's uh, James Bond, No Time to Die. If you want to avoid any spoilers for James Bond No Time To Die because I ramble on about this film for a good while please fast forward to 42 minutes and 30 seconds The worst movie of the year This is the worst James Bond film ever made by a male It's a disgrace of a film Now when I was at the pictures and it was the first time I was in the pictures in over a year I didn't think it was that bad because the first 20 minutes are brilliant. You held off to this come out, didn't you? To go back to the pictures, did you not? Aye. Me and my mate went to it and we, we both did the same, right? But see, the longer it was that we'd left the pictures, the more we hated the film. And as days went on, it was like, the more you thought about it, like, the more angrier I got. <laughs> Who the hell do these people think they are? The egos involved in this film that thought they could get away with that. Wow, I'm, I'm disgusted. Um, thought they could get away with what? <laughs> why, why, why go for it, the spoiler? Man, and mate, you know I don't watch that tripe anyway. They had the audacity and Daniel Craig's ego must be through the roof that he felt that he was special enough to be James Bond that gets killed off. They killed him off. And the baddie in this film is crap. And he's the guy to get the better of James Bond. It was just, it was like, it was when they broke the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania. 
they got I, like, the, the, at least brought at least that was brought Lesnar. It brought Lesnar. <laughs> I know, but they got it's like cheap heat. It's like they got the, the, the Freddie Mercury. The Freddie Mercury killed James Bond. I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the more I think about it now, the more I'm actually thinking that I've been proved right all along. Because when he got announced as James Bond, uh, there was a lot of like, the the original fans of the original films weren't happy. And we've all been proved right because really the two out of five were good. Right, right, okay, sorry. Daniel Craig's took James Bond to like, heights that no one else has done, right? Billions of dollars at the box office and all that. But see, when you actually look at the films and analyse them, the, his actual character of James Bond's dreadful. I'm going to tell what does he you, actually? What does he achieve? I'll. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to make a statement here, and I don't know if you agree with me or not. I don't think it's Daniel Craig that's taking James Bond to the heights. I think it's the songs and the people that are singing the songs for the movie. Do you think so? You think that's what's too good? See, think about it. Skyfall, right? Aye. See if see if Skyfall's not got that Adele song. I don't think people would have bothered, been as bothered about it. It's you know a good I mean? point, actually. It's a great promotional thing. Aye, it is, you know, and like you said, that the one, the ones that I've seen with Daniel Craig, I've seen Skyfall and I've seen Casino Royale. Right, I did the two, and I, and I enjoyed the two of them. I, I enjoyed the two of them, but in this, right, they went to the trouble of getting the rights to Spectre, James Bond's ultimate bad guys. Mm-hmm. And that was the fourth film with Christopher Waltz playing Bofell. In this one, Spectre get wiped out. They're all dead. Is it James Bond that does it? Nope. It's just some random Russian guy. It's like, if see if you were to do an accent of a stereotypical Russian a scientist guy, <laughs> you, you, would think you would hit the nail on the head with him. I <laughs> see that. <laughs> Honestly, no, 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 Mr. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like what the this is absolute garbage um, there's, there's 15 minutes of this film where Anna de Arma comes into it and she's absolutely amazing in it and the two of them the chemistry's through the roof it's fun which was the first time we could say about a Bond film in years but you could delete those fifteen minutes, and it would have absolutely no impact on the film. It doesn't. I don't even know why it's. it's and that's the only good bit about it. I'm, I'm going all over the place with this rant. <laughs> Mate, empty uh, your guts, spill them. <laughs> it was Daniel Craig's James Bond achieved nothing. First film falls in love with Vespa, can't save her. He's the only other person he loves in the world. M can't save her. Can't even save his fucking self. It's like, what is this crap? Those films sucked all the fun out there. James Bond did have to move on for the times and that. But at the end of the day, it should be a guy saving the world, getting the girl and having fun while doing it. And you couldn't say that once about Daniel Craig. Do you know what you can say that about? Austin Powers. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Nah, it was the whole film was centered around this romance with was it Leah Sedow, the actress, and there was just nothing there. It was just forced on you and all. Aye. I think people w- went to the pictures and enjoyed it at the time and like the impact to the, the end 
probably got them, but the more they think about it, the more they realise what a pile of crap it is. They should be ashamed of themselves. How did you get killed? Why not that? Basically, it's like Freddie Mercury invents a, a virus thing that's like... <laughs> um, sounds, sounds quite close to real life. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the for the the purposes of uh, staying within the boundaries of the law, Freddie Mercury did not invent any virus. <laughs> so it's like this transmittable virus thing through nanotechnology, right? Right, and he manufactures it so that the James he gives it to James Bond. And he manufactures the thing that if James Bond goes near his wife and his wee girl, they both die. So he can't ever go and, and be with them. So he orders a strike on the place to wipe out this virus and just fucking stays there and gets blown up. Just keys up. No wonder. James Bond, like Captain Kirk and guys like that, they always find a way to survive. That's why we love them. Mm-hmm. But it's maybe, maybe it's maybe this theme now saying that that's the old ways of James Bond done now. This next reboot is going to be a, a they need to get this right. They, they I, think to, the, I think. I think. Why would you dig a hole for yourself to start with? But it was always going to. Maybe it's that's a. Just, but maybe this is a whole new reboot, just like a whole. They scratch reboot. They might even set it back in the sixties or something like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, it will be interesting to see where they go for here, but I think doing it kind of diminished his legacy, and it's made it tougher for the next guy as well. And um, I, I definitely that's right. Yeah, it is tougher for the next guy. However, is maybe their way of thinking about it is this is this now wipes the slate for the new guy to come in and not have to live up to the fucking shambles that that Daniel Craig stint became. That, that's what they were probably thinking. Oh, your shoes are too big to fill, Daniel. We love you. Fuck up, you shit. <laughs> <laughs> God almighty. I think he's I, a good guy, by the way. I, I'm not convinced that he's an arsehole. You know what? He looks like the sort of guy that's an arsehole, doesn't he? <laughs> Aye. <laughs> Fuck you, Craig. Fuck you, the horse. <laughs> The horse you rode in on, your shitty fucking James Bond movies. Anyway, so that, <laughs> that's number one for Keezy, James Bond, Christ Aye. almighty. I had, to, I had to get out of my system. <laughs> Here all night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the trailers, yeah, beauty. The first one we're going to talk about is one that I sent you a couple of weeks ago. Now, there's there's bigger movies. There's more fantastical movies that we're going to talk about on this trailer game today. However, this one is probably the one I'm most looking forward to since I, since I discovered the trailer for it. It's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And <laughs> it is Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage and he's struggling. He's six hundred thousand dollars in debt because he stayed at a hotel for the last two years. <laughs> um, and his agent, who's played by Neil Patrick Harris, says to him, "What 
you need to you need to get some money in here. So it turns out that there's this uh, Spanish who I think is a, is he a gangster? I, I don't know. I don't think he is a gangster. I think he's just right. Right. whatever the reason. He, the guy's rich, right? And um, Nicholas Cage is his favourite actor. So he books Nicholas Cage to come to his birthday party. Aye. And the, the Spaniard guy is played by Pedro Pascal. He's in Game of Thrones, he's in Narcos, um, he plays a Mandalorian as well. Great actor. And I couldn't yeah. place for some reason I couldn't place him when I watched the trailer and that actually says to you, that looks amazing. And I don't know who that guy is that's in it with him, but I know him for somewhere and he's brilliant as well. And I couldn't <laughs> I, I couldn't remember uh, that it was Pedro Pascal. So that was a that was a huge uh, plus as well. But Keezy, I was pissing myself laughing at this trailer. So Cage gets offered a million quid to go to this birthday party. Um, we don't know what exactly happens, but the next thing it's a fucking action movie. It looks like <laughs> it, it looks like a good a good buddy action movie. Really Aye. funny, great action sequences by the looks of it as well. And I, honest to God, I can't wait to see this film. I think it looks tremendous, and this should be the film that relaunches Nicolas Cage. Aye, Aye I hope so. He deserves a, a second coming, didn't he? Like, we were talking a minute ago about how Daniel Craig seems as if he's a bit of an arsehole, right? I I think Nicholas Cage seems like he would be a great guy. Aye, definitely now. Aye. I think uh, back in the day he was probably a bit of an arsehole, but I think he, he looks like a great guy now. I, aye. I remember watching an interview with him on Wogan, right? And I think <laughs> and he, was, he was off his head, but I still thought that guy seems cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's doing the karate kicks and chucking money at the moment. <laughs> That's right, chucking money at the crowd and all that. Uh, <laughs> what a guy, but honestly, it, this looks really, really funny, and I think this could be one of the sleeper hits next year. I hope so. Definitely, aye. Um, aye, so I'm looking forward to that, and it's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And what do you think, Keezy? Oh, thumbs up all the way. It looks hilarious. 100% thumbs up for me as well. That'll take us on to the next one, which is based on a video game. And we spoke earlier on about uh, how Tom Holland is seems to be born for the role of Spider-Man. Right? But wow. for some reason, Keezy, he's never really he's never really hit the heights in any other film that I've really watched him in. And just going by the trailer, I can probably say that this looks... Out of his wheels on and all for some reason. Aye. I was going to say, he looks as if he's either phoning it in or he's out of his depth or something. Aye. But he doesn't look good for this part at all. No, he doesn't. And do you know what? He doesn't look like the character for the video game either. No. You know, um, it's got, sorry, we should probably tell him it's called Uncharted. Um, oh, aye. It's based on the PlayStation video games of Sony. I don't know if this is maybe a part of the, the Spider Man deal. Because Maybe. I don't know if this is a film that he should have even been in. See, whenever I imagined Uncharted uh, on the big screen, I don't know why, but I always imagined, um, what do you call the big Scottish guy? Gerard uh, Butler. Gerard Butler. I always imagined him aye. playing the character, I Or Nathan Fillion, or somebody like that. Do you know what I mean? And, him, aye. Aye. and they've, went, they've went really young. They've went for Tom Holland, and I don't think it fits the character. So he's he's playing Nathan Drake, and I always imagine Nathan Drake to look a wee bit more, a wee bit older, a wee bit more distinguished. If you know what I mean, going by the character, because he's not, 
he's not a teenager, he's not a kid in the no. video games, you know what I mean? So it, it baffles me why they went with Tom Holland. I can only imagine that it's down to the Sony deal. So, because he came out and said that he thought he was rotten in it. <laughs> he's too honest with his own good, the boy. He really is. He really is. Yeah, he was rotten, or the film was rotten, or something. Aye, probably. Shut your bloody mouth. Aye, shut up, dude. <laughs> I'm in Spider Man, but that's good. And <laughs> just this looked, this looked like a lot of shit to me, to be honest with you. So it's a thumbs down for Uncharted. I am seeing thumbs down. And then another film which I'm not 100% certain but Tom Holland might actually be in this one as well it's called Doctor Strange um, it's the second one and it's called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse or something Multiverse of Madness or something? Aye, the Multiverse of Madness that's what it is that's right um, and I thought that uh, Doctor Strange was a bit of a, bit of like a kind of side character but if you have seen um, Spider-Man I want to go back and watch Doctor Strange movie now again I did watch it before um, but I want to watch it again because I've got a new appreciation for the character and Aye. bizarrely I've got a new appreciation for the actor and the character as well um, I, I thought Benedict Cumberbatch anything that he'd been in previously that I'd seen I'd quite liked him in but I got the, the feeling that much like Daniel Craig, that he wasn't a he wasn't a good guy. So yeah. I kind of I, I don't know why I kind of took a dislike to him a wee bit, you know. <laughs> um, but you'll have heard me talk about um, Stuart a life backwards and all of that before that. Oh, aye. That he done with uh, Tom Hardy, and he's definitely a great actor. And right. I thought in uh, No Way Home, I thought he was unreal in that film. I really did. He was, he was tremendous. So, uh, like I said, I've got a new, bit of a new appreciation for him. And I'm really looking forward to this movie now as well because I'm interested in what they can do with like, the, the visual effects, the way that they've done in Spider-Man. And this, this character lends himself to that. And when you've seen the trailer at the end of the, the credits at Spider-Man, because that's where it first launched, man, I was honestly looking forward more to that film than I would have ever have thought I would have been. I think Spider-Man's kind of reignited my love for the, the comic book movies because I, uh-huh. I thought after Endgame, I was like, ah, off, I'm kind of burnt out. That full story's been told now. Aye. But they've, they've definitely got, got me back on the hook with, with the most recent one. And it's so, Sam Raimi that's directing it. He did the original Spider-Man trilogy. That's right. So he's back with Marvel again, so... Sam Raimi as well well that's the thing they're saying that this is going to be a lot more uh, down the horror genre as well but um, Sam Raimi obviously has got an absolute plethora of horror movies behind him as well so you know if there's anybody that's going to be able to cross over the genres for the comic book movies to the horror the horror genre then I think you need to you need to dip your cap to them and say you know that's the perfect person that I've chosen for that good stuff thumbs up 100% Aye, definitely. And the next one we're going to talk about is Sonic the Hedgehog Part 2. And the return of Jim Carrey is uh, Dr. Robotnik, but he actually looks like Dr. Robotnik now in this one. Aye. Aye. So I thought, Jim, you you take the shackles off Jim Carrey, let him go nuts with a character like this, and you're only going to get good results. And we all know, Keezy and I enjoyed the first Sonic movie. I think this one actually looks better. It does, aye, aye. 
You've got uh, the addition of a couple of extra characters for the video games as well. Um, you've got uh, Tails, who turns up in this one, and you've got Knuckles. That's the big, the big uh, crescendo of the, the trailer when, yeah, when when Knuckles turns up. Aye, so um, if you enjoyed the first one, this one looks even better. Um, if you've not watched the first one, don't tar it with the same brush as any other video game movie. Uh-huh. I, I really, really enjoyed the Sonic Hedgehog movie. I thought it was excellent. Really funny in parts. Um, great action scenes. And they transferred the video game onto the screen really well. And, I, and right. th- this next one looks as if they're going to be doing that again. So, aye. Sonic Hedgehog Part 2, thumbs up. It thumbs up for me as well. I was so surprised with the first one. Really enjoyed it, and this, as you say, this looks even better, so well up for it. Aye. So that brings us to the last movie in the trailers list, and Keezy. Every so often you're searching through the internet and you find a nugget of pure gold <laughs> that, that nobody else knows about. Now, what happened to me the day was I thought, we're going to be recording the, the podcast tonight. I'll go on to the good old apple.com forward slash trailers. Now, I forgot it existed. It just popped into my head. So I went on it and I went, oh, let's have a look at this. And I seen a poster and I thought to myself, well, that looks like the sort of movie that I would like to see. But I couldn't quite pronounce the name. So I thought I better watch, I better watch the trailer for it. So I put the trailer on and the first person that I'm greeted with is the beautiful, familiar face of Alicia Silverstone. Now, I thought to myself, fucking hell, I thought she was dead. <laughs> no seen her since Batman and Robin. So so anyway, we walk, I, I sat back and I, I strapped myself in and it's Alicia Silverstone and she's getting married and they're going on their honeymoon and they go to the Maldives and it's beautiful and they're sitting on in their wee bunker out at sea. It's like a, aye, aye. it's like a pier, but it's got houses. Like the Kardashians go there for holidays. You know the sort of place I'm talking about. So <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, oh, I wonder what this is about. Requeen, Requeen. It's called Requeen. R e q u i n. Requeen. 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 I don't know. I don't know. I pride myself on having quite a large vocabulary and understanding the meaning of words and stuff like that, Keezy, and I have never seen that word in my entire life. Oh, I just typed, I just Googled it, right? Ah. It's French for shark. It's French for shark, right? Okay. I have got got a decent vocabulary. I just don't speak any other languages, that's all. Right. So I think Keezy's going to give away what happens here. However, there is a storm. But just before it happens, she's on the phone to her family and she's saying, oh, we're living out on a on a little chalet out at sea. And they says, is that going to be safe? And she says, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing, there's a storm, right? And the fucking house breaks off. But because it's made of wood, it floats, doesn't it? <laughs> So our man's been flung about in this storm and our man's broke his leg. And the next thing, there's, it's, they're out at sea. And then you see the daylight and the house is floating in the middle of the ocean about 100 miles out to sea because they can't see anything. So she said, how, how are we going to be saved? And he said, don't worry, they'll come for us. 
I'm thinking it's maybe a wee bit like a castaway movie or whatever. But then right. the next thing, they decide to get out and paddle. Your man's got a broken leg. <laughs> There's blood pissing out his leg. And what happens when you're bleeding and you're out in the middle of the sea? <laughs> Jaws, this is not. <laughs> this isn't even Deep Blue Sea, this movie. No. None of us are going to watch this movie. But no. please go and watch the trailer. You've never seen acting like it. Deplorable. <laughs> the only way this movie could have been worse would have been if they get your man for saw to play her husband. <laughs> Kerry always. Anyway, like I said, you owe it to yourself to go and watch this trailer. Go and watch it. It's called The Requeen, R-E-Q-U-I-N, which I'm, which I'm reliably informed is French for shark. <laughs> right, Keezy. So we're coming to the end of this episode, which brings us to our most favourite part. We're on, our, we're on our top fives now. An end year review would not be any good without a top five movies of 2021. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. So, without further ado, I'll let you go first this time, Keysbo, because I went first the last time. So, top five, straight in at number five for your man, Keezy. What have we got? So, just edging out in the Mitchells versus the Machines, my number five is... Ron's gone wrong. Never even heard of it, mate. So it's a it's an animated movie, um, which is actually it's quite similar to Mitchell's versus the Machines. It's a it's on it's on Disney Plus. It's just been added, so I watched it. Um, it didn't do well at the box office, but it got good reviews, and it's great. Um, it's about it's set in the future, but everybody. Everybody in this wee boy's school's got a thing called a B-Bot, which right. is, it scans all your social media and it learns everything about you. And that's your new best pals, this wee robot thing. Right. And it stands nearby B-Bots, and if there's any matches, you become, you. that's how you make pals now. It's the only way to make pals is through this B-Bot. But <laughs> the wee boy, the B-Bot, so he's just sitting in the playground he's cell every day, doesn't he get any pals? And his family try and get him one, and it's like one that falls off the back of a truck, and it's a wee bit damaged, and he gets that one. That sounds and like then, that sounds like making a horror movie. <laughs> it could be. That's this just, has been hilarious. Sets in. Um, this film's hilarious. I, I laughed my ass off at it. I thought it was brilliant. Sounds like a starry Chucky. Hey, <laughs> is you see it, it? It could easily. It, it could have been down that way and became a. A horror, but it's no, nah, it's a comedy. It's you know, uh, I, you know, I always say, Keezy, there's a fine line between comedy and horror. Aye, I, I always say that, mate. But I, yeah, that sounds like fun. Is that a kids' movie or is it? Well, I, right, okay. but I, I've seen a few animated films this year, and this was my favourite by far. It was better than Luca, and it was better than Mitchell's versus Machines. It's better than the two because of Wolfie and Garbage. <laughs> so that's number five. You won't be disappointed, but it's really, really good. Very funny, clever, and uh, it's got some heartwarming scenes as well. Excellent. Great film. Excellent. So, straight in at number five is, what was it called again? Ron's Gone Wrong. Ron's Gone Wrong. 
Right, okay, though. So, um, number five for me, I'm going to go with Suicide Squad. I thought it was great. Um, oh, aye. So, yeah, I, I think I spoke about it on the last episode. Um, so, I'll not get too much into it, but if you've not seen it yet, go Suicide Squad, much better than you would expect. So, I left one off because I knew it'd be on yours. Mm-hmm. I've got my number four. Uh, it's called Nowhere Special. I'll quickly describe it because it's a bit of a, it's a bit rough the, the plot and it's a, it's a, it's a tearjerker oh for god's sake uh, I found it by accident on Apple TV I, I, I did rent it um, it was on there uh, it's called no, Nowhere Special and it's about a man in his 30s he's got a wee boy at four he's a single parent he's working every hour under the sun to make ends meet but he finds out he's got terminal cancer. Oh, for and sake. his last wish is he wants to be involved in the adoption process for his wee boy to pick the family his wee boy's going to end up with when he dies. And I'm getting choked up talking about it now. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, it's, not to, it's not for the faint-hearted, this one. Um, uh, it's a, it's a tear streamer. I've no time for that sort of stuff now, mate. Oh, we'll move quickly. <laughs> it's a great film, though. Hey, what was the name of that one again? Nowhere Special. Nowhere Special, right. So, number four, I'm going to go with Cruella. Good now, choice. it's made it on my top five for the year, and we absolutely tore this to ribbons when we seen the trailer for it, didn't we? I, oh, I was, I was angry. I was, I was one of my rants. I nearly threw out my Emma Stone calendar. <laughs> Honest to God, man, I was I was furious. I was raging at it. I'm, I'm saying, ah, oh, they, they think they're doing. They're trying to make everybody the Joker now. Blah 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 blah. What a film! It was brilliant. It was a tremendous film. It really was. Uh, you know me. If you listen, you know I love a heist movie. Um, but I didn't. I didn't go into this expecting anything, and I absolutely loved it. I thought all of the all of the actors were brilliant on it. So Emma, oh, Emma, Emma Thompson, amazing. Emma Thompson was well, tremendous. Aye, uh, uh, it was close to my top five as well. That's a great choice. Uh, what have we got on at number three, Keezy? Uh, so this is one I did review before. Um, but I don't think I got anybody to watch it, and no, no, nobody's watched it yet. It's Coda. Coda, oh, I remember you talking about it. Young woman that wants that she's studying singing at school, but all her family's deaf. Aye. I think I forgot to say about it was how hilarious it is. This film, it's so funny. I thought, I thought when you described it to me, it sounded funny as hell. Her family are, are mental. They're, they're, they get up to all sorts, and it's it's. this is a brilliant film. It's a superstar-making performance from Amelia Jones, and please watch it and let me know what you think of it, because I think you'll love it. Coda. Coda on at number three. Um, number three for me is going to be Nobody. Um, loved it, man. You know I loved it. I've, I've reviewed it on the show. I thought Bob Odenkirk was fantastic. I would like to see more of the character as well. So, you know, fingers crossed he's able to he's able to uh, get back to full fitness and give us a sequel that uh, the movie kind of suggested was going to be coming. So, and at number and at number three is nobody. 
great film. Where you got number two? I think those films with Cruella and nobody would probably made my top five if it wasn't for the last couple of weeks. Because number two, went to the cinema to see it. I went in with high expectations. I had heard mixed reviews, but I was like, no, it looks great. I'm going to go in and give it the benefit of the doubt. And I absolutely loved it. And it's Ghostbusters Afterlife. And if you're a fan of any of the Ghostbusters films, or well, the first two, you, you'll love it. It's brilliant. The new characters they introduce, the main one is played by McKenna Grace, the young lassie. I knew her for Designated Survivor, who she plays Kiva Sutherland's daughter. And she was in The Handmaid's Tale as well. And that's she, what an actress she is. She, she carries this whole movie. Um, Paul Rudd plays Mike for Friends, so he, we know he's great. <laughs> um, and the, the story itself is great, but if you're getting into this film wanting things, and you get them. Well, you know what, I think we, uh, I've not seen it yet, so I can't comment on it, but it's definitely on my to-do list. I love the Ghostbusters movies, and... Right. Like you said, I had heard a few bad reviews about it, however, you've just told me everything I need to know, so I'll definitely be watching it anyway. The payoff is what we want. Aye. Brilliant, man. So that's uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife in at number two for Kiwi, and at number two for me is Spider-Man. No Way what? Home. Aye, it's in at number two. And you'll find out why when um, my number one comes up. So, number two for me, Spider-Man No Way Home. We've already spoke about it on the show, so I don't need to talk about it any further. Oh, I will say, because it's my number one. It's your number one, right. It's at the credits. You're sitting next to me, and I turn out and you're like, that's the best film I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I just loved it so much. Um, as I said to you earlier, I nearly had an aneurysm trying to hold in Try to not cry next day. <laughs> I'm, I'm, bur- I'm burying my head in my in my fist like this. I just looking away for you, can I? Because I there's a there's, you don't expect it, but there's a there's a few hard work well tear jerking. Oh, people were turning up. I was nearly greeting. I know. Um, but I, I, I've, have you got the same I, thing as me? Like any sort of what's the word I'm looking for? Nostalgia. See any any sort of nostalgia thing makes me want to greet them now, man. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. I'm a disgrace. Well, at Ghostbusters Afterlife, there was only six people in the cinema. Thank Christ, they, <laughs> they all heard. Yeah, don't worry. Ah, no, he gone. Why? Why he gone? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, mate. And listen, any other year, Spider-Man would have been number one in my list as well. And please don't think I've done this to take a shine off of your number one. But my, <laughs> my number one of 2021 is Palmer. Oh! I, I absolutely loved it. I loved it. And the reason... Why I'm able to talk about it now is because you reviewed it, Aye. and I hadn't seen it yet. And I went back and I watched it. And after your after your suggestions, I went back and I watched it. I've passed this movie on to so many people, and every single person who I've recommended it to has come back to me and said, "What a film that is! It <laughs> is 
absolutely tremendous. Two of the best acting performances of the year, Justin Timberlake and the young boy, Ryder Allen, who plays the, the kid that's at the centre of the whole the whole movie. Um, from start to finish, again, a tremendous story. Hits all the notes. Yeah, it does. And I know we see this quite a lot, but you're kicking every ball with this guy. <laughs> Justin, Justin Timberlake is a majorly, majorly underrated uh, actor. Aye. He is. And do you know that's because he's came from music? It's be, unfortunately, it's because he's came from Disney, then music. And I just think that he's so much better than he gets credit for. And this movie was probably, it was by a fair, a fair distance, I would say, probably my favourite movie of the year. I loved it, man. When you said that Spider-Man was number two, I was like, what's this? He's going to pull out the bag here. Here he goes again. But I'm actually disgusted with myself that I forgot to put it in my top five. Actually, Apple, that's three very good films this year. Apple are smashing it. They really are smashing it with the stuff they're bringing it. Can't go wrong with Swan Song, Palmart and Coda. And Palmer's a great choice for number one. Aye, that was good. So there we go. I threw a curveball in at the last minute and managed to get a strike. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, so that's, that's I was then basically for the end of this episode. That was that was a lot quicker than I thought it would be, mate. Aye, did well be flew through that there, aye. But again, I know I see this all the time. We need to try and get more episodes done as soon as we can. So thanks very much for listening, folks. Um, this has been the last episode of 2021. Keezy, yeah. we've not done as many this year as we could have, but, oh. you know, uh, circumstances decide events, unfortunately, at times. So um, we'll, we'll try our best to get more out to you. Again, we're glad that you still listen. And thanks very much for tuning us and getting more episodes out. So uh, I hope you all had a great Christmas. I hope everybody has a happy new year. And with that... Well said, mate. We are out of time.